Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince. But it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we're not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Yay. (laughs) And we also like to podcast standing up. Okay, we have a confession, everybody. This is the first time we've ever podcasted standing. Yep. We are both standing. We are. It makes it kind of weird. It does. (laughs) How long do you think this is going to last? I don't know. I'm into it. I said to Dory, would it be weird if I did this recording standing? Because my, you know, as listeners might know, my back hurts a lot. Standing feels so much better than sitting for my muscles. So I just thought I'd give it a try. And then all of a sudden, Dory said, well, I'm at a standing desk and pressed a button and her desk rose two feet. And now Dory is standing. It's my husband's desk. um, And he, as he does with many things, he kind of jerry-rigged the standing desk. He bought this base that he saw advertised on Instagram and then bought a top and like put it together. Um, And I was like, well, actually. (laughs) Yeah. It was made for standing podcast recording. Yeah, and we have mic stands, so... It all works. It all works. I did say it does look like we're about to record like some sort of 1980s 
special on Adoria's dancing and singing. <laughs> you might recall if you grew a up hand in the 80s. On the headphones. Yeah, like a We Are the World type thing, yeah. like Cindy Lauper and Lionel mm-hmm. Richie are there. Mm-hmm. George you know Michael, that, R.I.P. When I was in second grade, my elementary school did a We Are the World recording. <laughs> we are the world. Like a bunch of children. Mm-hmm. I bet that was really I had a sweet. Solo. You did? Yeah. I mean, like every solo was like a line. Kind of like in the actual recording yeah. of We Are the World. Yeah. Younger listeners, if you aren't familiar. We still have it on VHS. Well, please send it to me. I would give anything. <laughs> My mom will send it to you. <laughs> Google We Are the World if you're unfamiliar. It is a very crucial part of an 80s childhood. And yeah. I would say probably in America. But For maybe sure. I had, the, I had the album. You were committed. Well, you were a singer on it. I was it. a singer on it. I was on was on the album. On the album. <laughs> Dory, uh, back to the podcast. Oh, yes. Right. We're recording a podcast. Uh, friends, um, we have a page on our website. We're just reminding you that has promo codes for any sponsors that you may hear mentioned on the show or have heard in the past. Go check that out. And also, just a note that it does help us um, if you just visit the URLs of our sponsors. Just clickety-click. Clickety-clack over there. Um, and also a reminder that all the products and other things that we mentioned on the show are also always on the website. Which is a good thing because I've got new products to talk about. New prods? I've got Niprods. New prods? <laughs> N apostrophe prods. Niprods. Niprods. Cool. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just winging it here. Standing has made me say strange things. Tell me about these Niprods, Kate. Okay, so I had the pleasure of visiting... My BFF mm-hmm. in Oregon. Okay. And you know what? I just first want to say one-on-one time with a friend is self-care to the max. It was really great. You know, when you when you went, I was like, oh, when was the last time I just spent like three days alone with a friend? I don't know when I when the last time was that I had done it. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, you've been busy. It's true. Um, but no, that's really cool. Yeah. She lives in Bend, Oregon. And we just got to spend a lot of time together, which was amazing and felt great. We had so many laughs. We tried to take a jumping photo in front of a lake. That was just truly an embarrassing moment for no, it was all. cute. I saw it on Instagram. It was cute, except for the two Fisher people watching us. Were they laughing? That's my gender neutral attempt at Fisher men, Fisher people. uh Um, I don't, they weren't laughing so much as they were bewildered. But you know what the nice part about being with a friend is you don't give a fuck. You don't care. I don't care what they think of us. Yeah. Um, but no, we just, we, who took the picture? Uh, my, my timer camera. (gasps) Cool. We put it against a rock and then would go stand and count down and then it was real cool. Two 40 year olds jumping up and down trying to get a photo. Um, so we, you know, we did a lot of, first of all, Bend is beautiful and it's in what I think is the high desert of Oregon. So the outdoors space is really gorgeous. But you like drive through a forest to get there. I flew there. So, oh, you flew directly to Bend. I did. Shout out to Redmond, the airport I flew into. Oh, cool. Um, I I have actually also been to Bend, but I drove there from Portland. Oregon's gorgeous. Oregon is And I know we have some listeners there. So hello to you, your beautiful state. The coast of Oregon is also magnificent. Let's do a retreat. Great. Done. Um, So yeah, we hiked. We walked by a river. We went to some lakes. We went to a very cool store 
called Ren and Wild. We'll link to it. They they have an e-commerce site, but I they have all sorts of green beauty products in the store, and there was stuff I had never heard of. What? And then I started getting very hyper. I, I mean, you can imagine, right? I was like, I've never heard of this. Oils, smearing oils everywhere, just really fun things like something called um, Little Barn Apothecary, Ooh. which is from Georgia. Um, I also discovered while I was up there a perfume oil company that I'm excited to check out mm. called, I, I don't know if it's Mick Mick or MCMC, but I was just, every store held a new product for me to discover and spritz all over my face. And I did buy one thing. Okay. I bought this at that store, Ren and Wild. It is a toner mm-hmm. and it's by a brand called Ayuna. And I believe they're in Spain, based in Spain. Ooh. And it's getting shipped to me. And it's like a exfoliant acid toner. It smells a lot like yield P50. Uh-huh. But I believe it is a bit on the you know, greener side of things. So you, Ren and Wild is shipping this to you? Yes, because I carry on. I carry on? I did a carry on. Carried on? I carried it on. Mm-hmm. So I, it was too big and I couldn't bring it, it back. Oh, and I also discovered a new thing at another place at Bend, Oregon held so many exciting new products for me. Maya Chia, which is a brand I've heard of, um, has something called their illuminating face serum Ooh. that they had two different, like a pinkish one and a kind of a, a frosty pearl colored one. Mm. And it's like a highlighter serum. Cool. It was fat. I've never seen anything like it. So it was like an oil, but also with a shimmer. So I just put it on my cheekbones, but I think you could even like do an all over. Wow. I didn't buy that, but it's on my list. And I, I want to say that I realized something about myself, which is like the way some people like to try new wines and like have wine. What are they called? Wine rooms? No. Wine basements? Cellars? Wine cellars. Thank you. Wine basements. <laughs> That's kind of what I feel like about face oils and face mists. Oh, wow. Just those two prods. You know, like a cream is cool. Mm -hmm. Mask is fine. I love like every time I saw a new oil, like my whole body convulsed with excitement. I wanted them all. And, you know, I think like we talk when we talk a lot about like wires, like skincare and, and consumerism and all these things like, yes, valid observations. Beauty industry, total nightmare. But there is something for me. I just like, I'm so curious. I just love all these little potions and I just want to, I don't know. I'm getting really excited. I can't right? wait for you to start making your own potions. I, I will tell you, I have thought about making my own face oil, but I need to do a lot more thinking. I also just got a new face oil from Canada that I just started trying yesterday. I'll report back on that. What is it? It's from a very small skincare company recommended to me by Joanna Rakoff. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called I Am Audra. I am I think is the website. It's their nay N E with an accent on it. It's a Quebec based in Quebec. Cool. Skin oil. Okay. A little blue tansy, some squalane. Into it. Yeah. I'm just I don't know what's got it over me, but I just want to live swim through oils for the rest of my life. Last thing I will say about Oregon is that spending time in nature was really I hate to say healing because I don't want to sound like a cliched new age woman, but just it was so quiet. There was no um, noise pollution. The air was really clean. You know, we have a lot of air pollution here. And also because of the current wildfire situation, our air is, um, you know, more polluted than normal. Uh, And so it just 
it was very healing just to like be in crisp air in the woods near water, the smell of the earth. I just loved all of it. And it reminded me that I need to kind of get outside more. Yeah. So, and also just like truly being with a friend is the ultimate self. It's so nice. It was so nice. Also, we saw Tig Notaro live and Tig was so fucking funny. I could, could have peed myself. Wow. I mean, just so funny. We did a lot. You did a lot. You had a, you had a fun filled weekend. Thank you, Bend Oregon, for having me. <laughs> um, you're a beautiful place. I loved it. How about you? What were you up to while I was touching snow in Oregon? You know, Kate, mm-hmm. I, I had a pretty low key weekend. Seems like a good idea. I gotta say. Um, I did sort of throw out my shoulder. Oh no. How? I don't know. It might have been, I worked out on Friday. Like in the gym? In the gym with a trainer. Okay. Pumping iron. I pumped some iron. <laughs> I did not pump any iron. Did you pump like a little bit of iron? I pumped or? a little bit of yeah. iron. Um, so it could have been from that. It could have been from some sort of Henry injury. I could have just slept on it weird. Yeah. But like Saturday and Sunday, it was, it was kind of bothering me. And I, and that was annoying. Like leaning over was, was somehow really painful. Um, but then I woke up Monday and I felt totally fine. Oh, that's great. I was like sure that this was going to be some, you know, new chronic. Yes. And then it was like totally fine. Um, I've also been, you know, I'd said, I think a few weeks ago that I wanted to be reading more. I wanted to be going back to contemporary novels. And then I was reading the most fun we ever had. Mm-hmm. Did you um, finish it? I did finish it. It was very long. It's like over 500 pages. Oh my gosh. Um, but I did finish it. So I feel good about that. And now I am reading Ronan Farrow's book about the Weinstein, all the Weinstein stuff, Catch and Kill. And is it fantastic? I am really enjoying it. You know, I also read She Said, which is um, the mm. book by the two New York Times reporters, Jody Cantor and Megan Tui, who also wrote about Weinstein. And and I believe were the first people to write about Weinstein. Is that correct? Yes. Um, although as Catch and Kill makes clear, Ronan would have been first if not for the um, interference of NBC, mm, which way to shut go, NBC. down it's his reporting. Um, I, Ronan's book is more, I, I think it's like a more... I don't want to say fun because like, this is not a fun topic. Um, but it's like, it's a juicier book, I will say. Okay. Um, but I think they're both worth reading. Um, Ronan's book is only about the Weinstein stuff, whereas she said is also about Christine Blasey Ford and the Kavanaugh Mm. hearings. Um, I think they're good to read sort of like as companions, but it's, 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 it's shocking what happened to NBC. That's all I will say about that. But what else is happening with you? Well, I did want to just hop in and say a quick thank you because I have received a lot of really kind messages from listeners via email, over our voicemail, even over Instagram DMs about their own experiences with disordered eating, eating disorders, body image issues, and it really makes me feel less alone. I think because I spoke about how I had secretly wanted to go on a diet. Yes. Um, Yes. And I will. uh, And, and so some listeners responded and said that they had felt very seen in hearing me say that, which is really made. I really, really appreciate that. Cause I mean, even now I'm like holding my arms to my chest. Mm -hmm. It's very, I get very 
nervous talking about that stuff. It's just a constant part of my life and my thinking. And I will actually tell you, even today, I was having these thoughts and an Instagram post that I happened to be looking at at the same time as I was like, um, (laughs) from our guest today on the show actually really helped me reframe what I was thinking. Our guest, Chrissy. Our guest, Chrissy King, who's an amazing human to learn from online um, and IRL, if your life permits. Yeah, um, She's an educator and I don't want to say power lifter. She's a power lifter. Yeah, she I identifies a, as a power lifter. I almost said bodybuilder. And then I was like, I know that that's not, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Power lifter. Power lifter. Um, and is really just working toward inclusivity, body liberation, you know, intersection, like the, just an amazing, amazing woman. You'll hear from her in a minute, but you know, this is constantly on the forefront, forefront of my brain. And, um, I just was so grateful that our listeners reached out. Yeah. I see you. We're in together. It's hard. They see you. I know that was so nice. It's nice to feel seen, especially because we're just voices in people's ears. Totally. We know that we're heard. We, yes, we do. Yeah. But it's nice to also be seen. Yeah. And I will tell you, though, today I went for a nice walk this morning because mm-hmm. um, as I texted you yesterday, <laughs> I might be getting into morning productivity. I'm into this for you. And part of that was like waking up and starting my day with a brisk 45 minute walk with the dog at 645 in the morning, which felt late to me, to be honest. Oh, boy. <laughs> Kate has a gleam in her eye. It just feels like it all, the idea of going to bed really early and waking up early, it's like, it all makes sense to me. Yeah. Which you've been talking about for two years. Same. Um, I just, you know, I, I wish right now I can't do that because I'm still pumping and breastfeeding. You're in a different space. As as discussed, I think I mentioned this on this podcast. I definitely talked about it on my other podcast. I'm, I'm trying to gradually stop breastfeeding and, and pumping. Um, and I'm like, I'm looking forward to kind of getting my body back and just getting some time back. And by getting your body back, you mean having body autonomy. Yeah. I mean, you don't mean it in the sense of like, get my post baby oh, yeah, yeah, body. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Sorry. I mean, having body autonomy and, and not being beholden to my boobs. Mm. That's what I mean. Um, not being like, oh, I feel, oh, I, I, I gotta go pump, you yeah, know, not having your boobs rule your life, not having my boobs rule my, rule my life. Um, it's interesting because your boobs do keep you up later because now I get work emails from you at like 10, 20 at yes, night. Yes, my boobs keep me up later. And, I, and I, you never would, would email work stuff. No, after but like I nine. have to, I stay up till like at least 10 30. I usually start pumping at like 10 45. And That's then I, late for you. I know. I'm like, sometimes I fall asleep as I'm pumping. Wow. Which is weird. What You'd a... think you wouldn't be able to do that. No, it's just like a soothing. <laughs> it's like a white noise, but like a white, I don't know, a yeah. white noise. So anyway, uh, you know, I, I will, I will definitely join you when I, when I'm able to in the going to bed earlier phase. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to wake up so much earlier, but who knows? Anything could happen. There's this whole book called The Morning Miracle, which mm-hmm. I downloaded on my library app. Something I do when I'm like, I'm curious about a self-help book is I go over to buy the book, one of our favorite podcasts, and I see if they've discussed it. Oh, and then I listen to their episode. That's smart. <laughs> and that's how I learn about stuff. And I they, listen to their Conscious Closet episode. 
when I read when I like wanted to read the book. I have not listened to that That's one. A good Is episode. it good? Mm-hmm. They did. Um, I mentioned GTD, which is getting things done. Yeah. And they did an episode on that, which I just recently listened to, which was very helpful. Interesting. Yeah. They are, you know, they're doing the work. They so it's are like you kind of work. You hear their experiences and decide if you want to try it out. Yeah. But they did the Miracle Morning. And then there was another book I downloaded called The 5 a.m. Miracle Oof. about waking up at 5 a.m. and starting your day. Okay. So any, any early, ri- you know, I'm not a natural early riser. This has been a learned, like a very gradual process. Something about getting up at 5 a.m., having some quiet in the morning to like read or journal or meditate. I know you're making it sound really appealing. Well, the first thing, so I was listening to this, the 5 a.m. Miracle writer has a podcast. And the first thing he, this man said was like, this only, I only do this when I go to, when I get enough sleep. He's like, the most important thing is getting enough sleep. So I wake up at 5 a.m. if I've gone to sleep at nine. But if I'm waking, if I'm going to bed at midnight, I don't do this because like it's not worth suffering for the whole day. Right. So that was very like validating to hear that it's like, it's a practice like anything else, not like a requirement. But I don't know, something about that early morning getting stuff done. Oh, no, totally. I mean, I know I'm more productive in the morning. Yeah, I am too. I would love to be able to be a morning person. But you have like a a physical life obstacle at the moment. Now I do. Yes. So it all, am I, you know, it all could change. It could change. Stay tuned. Please keep listening. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we are going to be speaking to Chrissy King, the aforementioned power lifter. Amazing person. Extraordinaire. Yeah. So we'll be right back. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass, but this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be Redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, 
our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires and just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, "Oh god, like get this off of me." <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. 
and they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done the consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a tretinoin gal. I love the tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5.00. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to forever35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. Our guest today is Chrissy King. Chrissy, welcome to Forever 35. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you both today. Uh, We're very excited you're here. Um, To introduce you to our audience, I would love to read your bio. Chrissy is a writer, a speaker, strength coach, and self-proclaimed truth teller with a passion for intersectional feminism and creating a diverse and inclusive wellness industry. She has been featured in Self, Shape, BuzzFeed, Shondaland, Muscle and Fitness, and Live Strong, among others. And Chrissy is also the co-host of the new podcast, Two Girls Talking Shit. I love the name. It's fantastic. Thank you. Well, welcome to the podcasting world. We're very excited to, to have you here. I'm excited to venture into this space. We've been like thinking about this podcast for a while, put it off for like a year, and finally we're like, okay, let's just do it and stop, stop messing around and get to it. Well, we will talk more about it in our interview because I would love to hear what you're envisioning for it. But let's kind of start at the beginning. You are a power lifter and we would love to just kind of learn more about how you first came to powerlifting specifically and how it started to transform and shift your relationship to your body. 
Absolutely. So um, I came to powerlifting through that was never what I thought I'd be doing. Actually, um, I initially joined a gym because my sister joined a gym. I was not like active growing up. I didn't uh, like wasn't involved in like sports or athletics or anything. I was an, a book nerd. I loved reading books. I loved writing stories. That was like what I enjoyed doing. Um, so my sister joined the gym when we were, um, I don't know, in our 20s mid twenties, probably she's a little bit younger than me. Um, and I was like, what are you doing? We don't work out. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, I want to get in shape. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to join too. So I really was just following her lead. She got a trainer. So I got a trainer. Um, hated every minute of my first few sessions, like absolutely despised it. Um, she wanted to, my trainer encouraged me, like, we're going to lift weights. And I thought that had no purpose. I was like, no, I came here to get skinny. I don't think you understand. Um, but I had paid for the training. So I was like, well, I guess I have to keep doing this. Um, and eventually I started to actually like it. It took me a few months, but I started to like it and started to see my body not only transforming physically, but also I was like, wow, I guess I'm not like a weakling. Like I always thought, like my, I could see like physically getting stronger and it was really empowering. Um, but through a series of events, she ended up training at a small strength and conditioning gym that her boyfriend had opened. And when I started training there, I was like in awe because I walked in and I saw like women using barbells. They were like squatting and deadlifting and benching. And I'd never seen women doing that. And I was so, so intrigued by it all, but also um, had this feeling that that I look, it wasn't something I could do. I wasn't strong enough for that. So I kind of just watched for the sidelines for a long time. And um, she ended up leaving that gym. Her and the boyfriend broke up. And so I ended up staying there. And the boyfriend, I think he could just see my interest. So he ended up like finally was like, hey, we're just going to try this today. I didn't ask to do it. He just kind of like threw me into it. Um, And honestly, it was like love at first lift. It was one of those things I just really fell in love with. Um, and surprisingly, I was really good at it naturally, um, and developed strength really, really quickly, actually. Um, and then eventually started powerlifting. Um, and through this whole thing, I'm telling you, like, you know, a few years, I went from not being able to do even one push up to deadlifting over 400 pounds over this series of a couple of years, um, which was like major for me. It wasn't something that I ever thought I'd be able to do. Um, and so not only did I have a physical transformation, but more importantly, um, I started to realize like what my body was capable of and I really fell in love with strength. Um, and it helped me recognize that like my value in the world wasn't like in what I looked like or how thin I could be or how small I could keep myself. Um, that wasn't like my purpose in life. So powerlifting really, really changed my relationship with my body and also being strong, you know, it's, it's. It's not just about like, wow, it's so cool because I can lift this much weight. It's actually about like it helps me function in life. You know, I recently moved to Brooklyn and I had to move a lot of stuff. And I was like, wow, thank God that like I'm physically strong because it really helps me just like live a life. It's not even about what I look like or anything like that. Chrissy, for our listeners who might not know, what is the difference between just weightlifting and powerlifting? Um, so weightlifting or strength, uh, there's a few things there actually. So strength training could be just things like using dumbbells, um, could use body weight, like lunges, push-ups. Those all things would be strength training. Weightlifting specifically is more what you see, um, in the Olympics where they're doing like overhead snatches, um, and clean and jerks. And then powerlifting is based on three main movements, which is benching, squatting, and deadlifting. Um, and when you're competing in a powerlifting competition, you are going for like a one rep max. So how much can you lift mm. in that? Wow. So in one rep. Correct. Yes. Ooh. And so 
obviously, if you're in a competition, you'll get to squat and you'll take three attempts. And each time you're just going to try to do more and get the highest amount you can possibly squat. Oh, God. Wow. That sounds badass. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really badass, to be honest. I do. I'm partial to it, but yes. And what inspired you to start coaching people and working with people? So I ended up going to another gym later um, and still powerlifting there. And it was honestly um, my trainer that worked there. He's also the owner. And he was just like, wow, you know, you're so great at this. Have you ever thought about coaching? And I was like, well, actually, lately, I've been thinking about it. Mainly because I was, you know, at that time in powerlifting, I was going to meets. There wasn't a lot of women competing. It'd be like three or four of us. Now there's so many women involved in the sport. But at the time, there wasn't a lot. And I knew for myself that before I started powerlifting, like I didn't think that was something that women could even possibly do. And it also, so I saw how much like it helped transform my confidence inside and out of the gym. Um, so he encouraged me to really do it. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I got certified and he was so amazing because he let me train at the gym. He didn't charge me like a fee. He's like, you know, you just train your clients here. And he really took me under his wing and taught me a lot. Um, and then eventually I decided that I wanted to start working with more women in bigger capacity. And I was already when I started training, I was still working full-time in a corporate job. So I was training at nights and weekends um, and really wanted to take my message online to share it with more people um, and started doing things online. And it kind of just spread from there. Well, I'm a follower of your Instagram and we'll, we'll talk more about it, but you, you came into my life at a time where I was really learning, just starting to do the work on healing my relationship with my body and it seems like that is kind of where your your work has led you. How how has powerlifting kind of influenced, you know, what you what you teach in terms of body confidence, inclusivity, diversity, acceptance in the fitness space? Yeah, so I think, you know, in so many ways. Um, because for one, I recognize for me and at least in my experience, my physical strength, like you get mental strength, right? So every lesson I learned in the gym transforms and transferred into other areas of my life. Um, and when I look back at like powerlifting was a very simple start because I just, or like even strength training, going to the gym was just a thing I did because I wanted to lose weight. Um, and it took me years to get, even after I was like powerlifting, I still had a very, um, convoluted and difficult relationship with my body um, because I wanted to get stronger, but I was still very hyper-focused on like shrinking my body and I was counting macros and obsessing about every single thing I put in my mouth for a lot of years until honestly, I just got so sick of my own shit. It's miserable to spend so much of your energy focusing on what you look like and not being able to experience things with joy because I was worried self-conscious about my body or self-conscious about going on a trip for the weekend if I couldn't control every single thing that I ate. Um, And I really just got to the point where I just had to get so tired of myself um, because I was the leanest I had been as an adult and the strongest I had been as an adult and I was still miserable. And so it was like the moment for me that I realized no matter how lean I get, if I don't fix like my relationship with myself and my value and my self-worth and where that's coming from, it doesn't matter what I change. It'll always be something else. It'll always be five more pounds. It'll always be, I need to fix this. I need to change this part of my body. Um, and I understood, like it just had this realization that all these things I was doing for the external weren't actually fixing the real issue. You're talking about having this kind of light bulb moment within yourself And now what you really write about is that experience and you seem to really be in a space where you're teaching others. But how do people get there? Because this is like my personal continual struggle of of self-love and self-acceptance. 
Um, I think it's a long and hard road. And I think that's one of the things that gets a little confusing about the social media space. Um, because we see a lot of people posting about just love yourself and I'm so happy where I am now. Um, and then I think people get this idea that like you're supposed to arrive there one day and then you'll never have those thoughts again. Um, and I don't think that's true. I actually think that through taking small steps, which I, I will go to some of those in a little bit, um, it just gets easier, right? Like those thoughts still come into my mind all the time. I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, you know, or your pants fit a little bit tighter or you step on the scale and you have those thoughts. That's something that's completely natural. And I think we have to talk more about that. That's just a shared experience. And that's part of our humanity. Um, and that the idea that one day it will all be behind us and we'll never have to think about our bodies again is just not true and not accurate. So it's really a process of always continuing to like develop and um, work on that relationship with ourselves. And so one thing I always think is like the first step I tell people is that we have to learn to practice self-compassion because we're so hard on ourselves. I think women in particular, you know, the way that we talk about ourselves, the way that we talk to ourselves, the thoughts that we have are things that we would never say to other people. And moreover, if we heard our friends saying that to each other or saying that to themselves, we would absolutely correct them. But we show ourselves that harshness. We don't give our body the grace it deserves. We don't show our body the appreciation that it deserves. Because even if our body doesn't look exactly like we want it to, it does a lot for us. And it it shows up for us in so many ways and enables us to do so many things. And so I think we really have to learn to just show ourselves that self-compassion. And I think a second part of this is also recognizing that um, we have to be really careful about um, the things that we're internalizing, the things that we are, um, even like, you know, simple things like social media, you know, social media skews so much of our mind, social media and just like regular media, internet, TV, all these things skew so many of our minds about what we're supposed to look like or what we should look like. Um, or what realistic standards of beauty are. Um, and I think we just so important to recognize that so much of that is just is bullshit and, and we can't expect ourselves and compare ourselves to people's best and then feel our worst about ourselves. And then this one's a little woo woo and some people can't get into this, but for me, this is honestly what helps me the most. And for me, it's like recognizing, and this is my personal cosmology is that, you know, like I, the, the essence of who I am, is not this body, right? It's my soul and I'm having a human experience and this body is just allowing me to have that experience. So life is really, really short when we think about it. Like we don't get that much time to enjoy these things and to have these experiences. And why would we want to waste that time? Like, about things that on our deathbed, we're not going to care about. Like, I'm not going to be on my deathbed and being like, oh man, I wish in 1999, I wish I dieted a little harder or had more flat abs or my body would have looked like this. Those are things that we're going to not care about at all. But we will remember the memories that we created and the times we had with people and the love that we shared. And so I just really think we have to really remember that and internalize that on a much deeper level than just the surface. Yeah. I mean, you you also you raise an interesting point though about kind of body positivity on social media and how looking at that stuff can sometimes uh, maybe I'm projecting, but <laughs> I think at least for me sometimes it can give me this added layer of guilt that I'm not quite there. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, and like I don't know. I'm I'm sort of just kind of talking this through as as I'm thinking about it because um, I hadn't really thought about it in that way. No, I totally agree. I think then because what happens, I, I've seen this for so many of my clients. I've seen this before. Is like 
you see these messages of people who maybe are in bodies that are, are like larger than yours. And they're talking about like how they've learned to love their bodies yeah. and embrace and all of these things. And then you start thinking, wow, like what's wrong with me? I can't do that. Yeah. And so it's like shame on top of shit. You already yes. feel bad about how you look in. And then now you feel bad about not being able to get to exactly, this place. Exactly. 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 Of shame on shame, and so I think we really need to normalize the fact that it takes a lot of work. It's not. I don't. I really don't know anybody who who can honestly say that they never have negative thoughts about their body, and that right. they, you know, it's just not realistic. And the key is being able to turn those ideas around sooner and catch them quicker mm. over time, not to like expect that they're going to go away and you'll never have those thoughts again. I like that. I do too. Yeah, it's just like this is a this is a journey <laughs> and you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days, you're going to have days when those thoughts kind of flare up and that's just life. Well, yeah, and I, I honestly believe it's a lifelong journey. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's something that we always um we always be, because again, like when you look around the world, these messages are being thrown at us every day, right? Yeah. So it's not like we aren't it, there's ample opportunities in every day to see something that makes you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. And I also think it's so important to recognize that the beauty industry, the health industry, these are billion and billion dollar industries. And the marketing is very intentional because the more that they can make us feel like we're not enough, the more we're willing to shell out money to do these fixes that are going to make us better. And so we also have to recognize that this whole industry, both the fitness industry, the beauty industry, the fashion industry is designed to make us feel less than because the more we feel less than, the more we're going to spend with them to fix all of our problems. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid forties, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and, more importantly, acting younger for longer. 
Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You talk a lot about body liberation, and I was wondering if you could elaborate more about what this is and what it means to you. Absolutely. So um, for me, you know, body liberation, because I, I think self-love and all these things are really great topics. And I, But I think, too, you know, one thing that we don't discuss enough, right, is that there are real implications for living in a bar- larger body in the society, right? Like, and for example, one thing I always think about is like flying is not designed for people in larger bodies, right? So even if you get to the place where you're like, I absolutely love myself and I love everything about me, we have to still acknowledge that there's real like systematic oppression in the world against people in larger bodies. That's just true. We live in a very, in a society that's very fat phobic. The fitness industry is very fat phobic. Um, so I always like to acknowledge that because I think that we can talk about self love a little bit short sighted without recognizing there's real implications in these things in the world for people. Um, but when I talk about liberation, I'm talking about just our own personal liberation to be free from limiting thoughts or, or behaviors or self-imposed impression, oppression. Um, and so it means for me, it could be, it can be a lot of things. So I think about it from freedom for expectations. You know, so many times we put these expectations that we see in the world on us, right? From other people's expectations about what we're supposed to look like. Um, I talk about being free to like disavow diet culture and toxic fitness culture um, that want to keep us playing small, that want to keep us at war with ourselves, that want to keep us hating our bodies. And freedom to feel comfortable in our body and all of its iterations. Because again, I think this idea of like, I want to reach this goal weight and then everything's going to be perfect. It is really like unfortunate because our bodies are designed to change. Like we come out of our wombs as small children. I mean, as babies and we're like designed to age. Like it's never, it's never an idea that we're supposed to get to this certain look and maintain. And so we set ourselves up for failure by being like, this is my perfect body. And I just want it to stay this way without recognizing that, our bodies are meant to change. They're always going to be changed. The key is how can we learn to love and appreciate our bodies in all the different iterations that come up because they absolutely will come up. Um, and so just, and also I think, you know, I love to talk about food, the freedom to like enjoy and savor food. I think especially for women, I, you know, we get in groups of women and you hear comments like, oh, I shouldn't eat this or I'm going to have to work this off or, you know, vacation calories don't count. And it's just so, it's unfortunate because I think that we've lost, we've become, because of diet culture, right? We have so in this strange relationship with food that we don't even think about just like enjoying and savoring and the experience and the experience of food. Um, and so anyways, when I just talk about liberation, I'm just talking about true freedom in our bodies to be, to exist, to be present, to have joy and to be free from all the things that we put on ourselves. 
So how, how can people participate in the fitness space in a way that is not kind of adhering to fat phobic culture or focusing on weight loss and diet culture? Like, is there, is there a way to participate in fitness? And I'm, you are an expert at this as a power lifter that, that isn't, that isn't then kind of buying into all the, this like prescriptive culture, if that makes, makes any sense. No, that makes total sense. Um, honestly, that's been something that I've struggled with the last couple of years, um, working in the fitness space because I do, I do see so many things that are just so toxic. Um, so what has helped me, at least as a practitioner and help, like hopefully help my clients is number one, I like to focus on because this has so many benefits in our lives. And I think that we spend so much time talking about the benefits as strictly fat loss um, when there's so much more to it. So I, when I'm working with my clients, I like to talk about how do I eat and move in a way that makes me feel nourished and whole and energized because those are things that are really important and not, not so much on the fat loss. Um, and if you change your habits and you're doing things that make you feel good and by default you lose fat, like awesome, great for you. But let's, let's focus on movement for joy and eating for joy and also doing those things in a way that make us feel well in our bodies. So I have a question, uh, just as a new mom, um, I, you know, I often don't have time to go to the gym. I would love to be able to do some stuff at home and kind of on a very practical level. Like what would you recommend for someone like me who wants to feel good about her body? Um, but maybe can't, you know, make that, make that time to, to go to the gym. Absolutely. So I think too, you know, talking about postnatal fitness, um, one person that I recommend, like everyone, you know, new moms follow, she talks so much about all these things, um, is Jessie Mundell. Um, she is a postnatal fitness specialist, but she talks so much about the pressure, uh, that moms feel like, you know, post, postpartum, um, having to like get back into their bodies and all this stuff and like that pressure. Um, and also she posts tons of like very simple workouts that you can do at home. She's using body weights or using dumbbells. Um, so honestly, that's what I would suggest, you know, new, I, I can't, I don't have children. I can't imagine, um, being a new mom and trying to make it to the gym. Um, that just seems like it would be out of the realm of possibility for me. <laughs> I can't even think about that. So, um, I say, you know, if you have 10 or 15 minutes where you can just do sneak in like a simple body weight circuit, which could be just like some push ups, like, you know, from your knees or whatever modifications you need to do and some body weight squats, and just like some like stationary lunges or walking lunges and play depending on how much space you have and just create a very simple circuit with the plan of doing it for like 15 minutes if you have 15 minutes to squeeze in. And then secondly, you know, depending on where you live and location and weather, I think one of the things that we overlook in terms of fitness the most that is such an easy way to get to movement and it has so many benefits for our body is just walking. Mm -hmm. And so like if you can get out and walk for 15 minutes or 20 minutes, um, and I tell this to clients all the time, if you have no time to go to the gym, if you have no time to exercise, or if you just don't feel like whatever, you don't feel like doing it that day, just get out and walk. It clears your mind. It does so much for your hormones and it has so many benefits for the body. That's I, I always overlook walking. Yeah. Same. <laughs> it's like the first thing I don't do. Yeah. Um, Chrissy, what does self-care look like and mean to you? And, and what is it in terms of a, of a practice in your life? 
Yeah, I think I love um, that, you know, I feel like self-care is becoming something that we are talking about more, which I think is great. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, people think self-care has to be something expensive. Like I'm going to go to the spa or I'm going to go get a massage or whatever. Um, and I, those things are fabulous. I don't do them very often though. So for me, self-care are very simple things. Um, like a morning routine is super important to me. Um, so it's just things like meditation, journaling, um, and I like to do aromatherapy all the time, light some candles. Um, and then I also like really enjoy just reading a good book. Fiction is like my, um, when I want to take a break and I want to take care of myself, I'm like, Oh, let me grab a fiction book. And for the longest time I wasn't reading fiction because I was like, I just always seem to be learning something. So it was always like a self-help book or like an education book of some sort. And then like in January, I started reading fiction again and it's just been so refreshing to read for joy. Um, so that's something I do a lot. Um, and also, walking like I love to get out and walk in nature um I live in I live in the city now so it's not like as nature as a, as I used to but um I still like to get some fresh air and clear my mind um and just I don't know I get a lot of ideas when I'm walking so those are things that I like to practice a lot um and then sleeping like I just I think it's so important to I feel better when I'm sleeping well so prioritizing sleep in my life is a well a self-care and then also saying no to things that don't feel good and not feeling bad about it yeah amen I mean we appreciate you not saying no to this interview yeah but yes <laughs> no is like key to self-care yes yes um before we let you go I would love to hear a little bit about your new podcast because we have listeners of this podcast who I'm sure are looking for another podcast to listen to. And I would love to just hear more about it. Oh, I'm so excited to share about it. So our new podcast is one of my really good friends. Her um, name is Sharon. She is a fabulous life coach. Um, and our new podcast is called Two Girls Talking Shit. And it's honestly, um, it's for people who want to talk about like the the deep stuff, but also don't mind a little bit of side eye, a little petty, a little shade. Um, and we open up being very honest about that in our first episode that, you know, we, we really are. We have deep conversations all the time. Like we talk about all the things um but we you know we have a little shade in this too and we, we so we talk about all of those things gotta have balance in life so we're we're doing a season so we'll have 12 episodes a season um and our first episode came out last week so um yeah we're really excited so tune in and listen we'd love to hear um any and all feedback and where can our <sighs> listeners find you also in other spaces on the internet um, absolutely. So I'm a most active on Instagram and on Instagram it's I am Chrissy King. Um, my website is ChrissyKing.com. And if you have any specific questions for me, you can email me at info at ChrissyKing.com. Well, I can say as someone who follows you very actively on Instagram and then writes weepy comments on all your photos <laughs> that you are an excellent Instagram follower. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And I really appreciate that you read them. I know I can be rather wordy on Instagram. So thank you for reading them. No, I think it's good. It's almost like a mini blogging platform for many people at this point. And I, I really appreciate so much of what you share. It has really helped me. So we are so glad to have you on Forever 35. And thank you so much for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I had so much fun talking to you both. And I appreciate your time. You know, I'd never been tempted to take up powerlifting before. Are you tempted? But I'm kind of tempted. There's something that it does feel very empowering. I, I will say I follow a lot of um, women who powerlift online. It's not something that I do. 
but I really love reading and watching their experiences. Mm -hmm. So I mean, why not? The, the writer, Katie Haney, who I'm friendly with is now a, a power lifter and just posted that she had like had a personal record and, I don't know. It's very cool. My friend Caroline Anderson is like powerlifting and also doing a lot of um, kettlebell stuff that oh, is really cool, exciting and fun for me hmm. to watch. So, hey, all you powerlifters out there. Yeah. You are very inspiring to you us. Are. Yeah. We see you. Um, all right. Okay. Let's talk about these intentions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, last week you did say, what if I got <laughs> nine hours of sleep a night? And earlier in the show, you were talking about getting nine hours of sleep at night. So how is getting nine hours of sleep at night? Going? I'm not there yet. Okay. But the intention is there. Now, if you go to bed at nine and wake up at five, that is eight hours of sleep. Is it? Yeah. So I technically need to go to bed at eight and wake up at five. If you want to wake up at five and get nine hours of sleep, you're going to have to go to bed at eight. I'm not going to be doing that because I'm still doing bedtime with children at eight. Yeah. I feel like that might be unrealistic. But, but nine to six. Yeah. Or 10 to seven. Yeah. Or you know, nine to five. What a way to get some sleep. <laughs> I mean, I, I oh, eight hours in nine to five. <laughs> oh my God, Dory, stop. <laughs> sleep in nine to five. Oh my God. Oh, sorry. No, it's so good. That is what I want to do. Yeah. I, I, I still haven't mastered like lights out, eyes closed by nine, but definitely by 10. I think if you're in bed at nine, that's already like a big step. Yes. Phone out of the room, reading, um, just transition, like just it's transition time, Yeah, you know? And so I'm, I'm still working on it. I, the idea of it really excites me. Sleep, great sleep practices, early bedtime, early to rise. That's where, I don't know. That might be my like passion for the next year. Yes. Yes. I'm into this. Um, but what about for the next week? Okay. So. You may recall I spoke about how a listener had chimed in about the getting things done yes. concept. GTD. GTD and gave me their way of getting things done. Okay. And I tried it for a day. It was did not work for me. Okay. All right. But listener, thank you for your thoughts. I tried it. It involved like writing things on post-its and putting them on the uh, daily calendar and i once i I saw you i think the the one day you were doing this (laughs) it was a lot it was a lot i had to post it's with me so in my kind of getting into this like 5 a.m productivity stuff i've been reading about i also started reading like watching productivity videos on youtube okay and the one i landed on was about google tasks so i went back to it which we have tried to use before well they revamped it and it's now, I find, much more user-friendly. Oh, okay. And this is not Google Keep. No. This is Google Tasks. Google Tasks, which go works in your Google in your Calendar email. and in your email. And then there is a separate task app. So I, yesterday, because I was flying so much and had layovers, was just kind of getting organized and watching these videos and trying out Google Tasks. And I liked it immediately. Okay. And I let the, the reason I even, sorry, this is very long winded. The reason I even came to Google task is because I watched a video from a productivity expert who doesn't like Todoist, which is the app I have that I have not jived with. I have not connected with. So Google tasks feels more at my alley. All right. So I'm going to try that out. I'm going to try that out for the week. I'm excited for you. So my, my intention is just. Google Tasks. Great. Let's see how it goes. 
Dory, last week. Yes. Your intention was to stick to your writing schedule. I, I think I pretty much stuck to it. Ish. Like, I wrote on the days I was supposed to write on. Um, but I did have a little bit of a freak out over the weekend with my husband about finishing the book. He was like, apparently he thought it was due January 1st. Oh, it's not. I was like, no, it's due December 1st. And he was like, oh. And then he was like, what do you need from me to, oh. you know, make this happen? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Write this book for yeah. me. Um, but yeah, I like I pretty much stuck to it and I I've been sticking to it this week. So I feel like I'm 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 getting there. And I should say it's November, which is NaNoWriMo, National yes. Novel Writing Month. So there are lots of people, people who may even be listening to this pod who are out there writing away along with you. So you've got you've got the wind in your sails story. <sighs> You know, it's nice that we're recording the standing. Dory did a whole full movement. <laughs> I did. Kind of interpretation of what wind looks like. <laughs> Swaying with her hands in the air. You know, I remember once my nephew, who at the time I think was two and a half, we were in his backyard and the wind was like rustling the trees. And I was like, oh, see that? It's windy. And he was like, what is wind? Oof. And I was like, whoa, that's deep, man. Yeah, it is wind. <laughs> um, anyway, on that note. Okay, this week. Oh, yeah, this week. So... A couple weeks ago, my my intention was to get back into reading. This week, my intention is to get back into television. So this is going to be my intention like next week. Okay. I am here with you. What are you going to be getting into? Do you have shows on your list? Okay. So I'm still not caught up on The Good Place. That's your self-soothing show. That is my self-soothing show. We got got a lot of Good Place fans who wrote to us about it. I know. And we even got another Good Place the Podcast fan writing us. Hello. Shout out to uh, Good Place Uh, the Podcast. Such a good podcast. Um... And I want to give Succession another couple of episodes because, like, I feel like so many people talk about it. Like, it's the best show that has ever been on television. I need to watch it, too. And I just, I've watched two episodes and I was sort of like, okay, but not like, oh, my God. And so, yeah, I want to kind of get back into that. Um, And then... There's a new show based on the Tana French books, the Dublin Murder Squad books. That's on Stars. Mm. That is getting like mixed reviews, but I'm curious about it. Um, and then The Crown is coming back soon. Oh, you love The Crown. I love. I just licked <laughs> oh the gosh. microphone unintentionally. Excuse me, microphone. Um, and Olivia Coleman is on oh, this season. So playing queen elizabeth so <sighs> very excited about that i started the watchmen oh how is it i loved the pilot i watched the pilot of mrs fletcher uh-huh and i also watched an episode of modern love okay i actually got out of my Schitt's Creek uh, yeah. tv watching okay so i i, I want to i want to get into some shows yeah there are so many Same. good shows there's I so many to, good shows I need to break out of my cycle okay well i can't wait until forever 35 tv <laughs> Our new podcast about the shows we're watching. Yeah. We've 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 teased a television podcast before. Remember we were gonna do an OC podcast? Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> anyway. I just want to do a podcast about like things Dan Levy says. You could do that podcast. <laughs> would anyone listen? Probably a few people. <laughs> Maybe a couple. All right. Well, listen, 
We love you all. Yeah. How did we do standing today? I think we did well. I do too. Did I you had a good energy? You really are moving a lot. Really we moving. Sang. Yeah. Uh, if you want to offer us feedback on our standing podcast episode, we have a voicemail at 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. And you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash forever35podcast. The password there is serums. And you can also join the many spinoff groups that we have. And we always so greatly appreciate it when you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or you can tell a friend about the show or mention us on social media. Uh, it's, it means a lot. Thank you. And another reminder that everything we mention is always on our website, forever35podcast.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at forever35podcast and on Twitter at forever35pod. And Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Dory Shafrir and Kate Spencer and produced and edited by Sammy Junio and Lane Hammer assisted in the making of this episode. Have a great week. Bye.